I've been blessed to have clients where I've done their baby shower and now I'm doing their child's like fourth birthday. And like, that just like gives me the chills. I'm like, I don't know. I just would have never imagined that it would kind of go this far, but I feel like that's just something really like special and near and dear. I hold to my heart. Welcome to the Business Muscle Podcast, where we empower entrepreneurs to transform their businesses into unstoppable empires. I'm Elise, CPA turned serial entrepreneur. And I'm Arielle, a seasoned physical therapist and business owner. We're two female entrepreneurs with a passion for helping small business owners like you achieve massive success. With our combined expertise, we've scaled to an impressive seven businesses in less than seven years. And guess what? Each of them was profitable right from the start. But we didn't stop there. We're here to share our secrets, strategies, and insider tips to help you turn your business into a thriving reality. And hey, we're not just all about business. As a physical therapist and fitness instructor, we'll also sprinkle in some fitness and wellness tips along the way. Join us on the Business Muscle Podcast every Monday as we guide you step-by-step towards financial freedom and building the business of your dreams. It's time to level up your business. Get ready to flex your business muscle. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. What's going on, Ariel? Any new news? Uh, well, big news. We got a house. Let's Ooh. go. <laughs> so we've been painting our little hearts out, trying to get that all set before we move in. And yeah, we're really excited that we're going to be able to stay super close to fix, which is awesome. So we move in this weekend and we'll get settled. So what's new with you? Not much. Nothing as big as buying a new house. Well, yeah, I it's pretty feel, big. I feel like you've been looking for one for a while. And Yes, yeah, is what, January? Yeah, and the stars aligned and it's literally right across from sweat fix yeah. five minutes from fixed i'm so excited for you guys we saw it it's like the cutest house it's awesome i feel like it's yeah. all open you guys are gonna love it yeah it's right around the corner it's i mean the location is exactly what we were looking for so i didn't think there's any way we were going to be able to stay in the town that we wanted in our price range and it just it came up and we just were like let's just try let's just throw an offer in let's see what happens and then we got it which i really wasn't expecting so Sometimes just, you just got to be patient. I know. And I know the last house that we put the offer in on, I was so crushed. And I think you said like, just something better is going to come along. And you're going to be like, thank God I didn't get that house. And now really, thank God we didn't get that house because this one is so much better. Such a better location. It was yeah. just meant to be. Yep. Um, yeah. So today we got have such a great interview. We were so excited to get Katie from Fig Balloon in. I feel like you guys are going to love her interview. So different than what we're used to. Yeah. Just such a unique business. And she is, she's great. She's so well-spoken. She's just so personable. We love her. She started her business when she was 22. I was still just blacking out, I guess, yeah. at 22. <laughs> yeah. drinking. I, I was know. not doing anything productive yeah. at 22. She was starting a business. So yeah. So she's been in business for five years. I don't think she even realizes the, like how awesome she's doing. When yeah. you sit down, I feel like she still kind of has imposter syndrome, but the girl is crushing it. Yeah, they've had crazy growth in five years, and she has a lot to be proud of. She has got two full-time employees now. She's got a space. They're doing huge companies like Dunkin' Donuts and TD Garden. Just some really awesome accomplishments. Yeah, so. and she's right in our big backyard. She's out of Beverly. Um, it's like 20 minutes north of where our fixed studio is in Wakefield. And she's low-key crushing it over there. Yeah. So I'm so excited we got to steal her for an hour. You guys get to hear her story. There's so many tips and just awesome insights that she has. And you can tell she's still learning. She's still growing just like we all are. So it was a great conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about all the things that 
we could have her do for events for us because their her work just is amazing. Yeah, our three years coming up. I know. Our seven year for sweat fix is yep. coming up. You bought a house, maybe we'll throw balloons in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need a housewarming balloon arch. Yeah. So enjoy, Katie from Fig Balloon Co. Today on the podcast, we welcome Katie Figueroa, owner of Fig Balloon Co. Katie's brought the art of balloon decor to new heights. Her North Shore-based company is known for crafting unique and eye-catching balloon installations that bring joy to events, from weddings and parties to corporate gatherings. Katie opened her business in 2018 as a side project, and within one year, she was making more income from her balloon business than her full-time job. So she quit her day job and rapidly expanded. And in 2023, she now has her own studio space in Beverly with two full-time employees employees. We're so excited to welcome you. So thanks for joining us, Katie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you all and talk to some like-minded business owners. Yeah, awesome. So before we get started, just tell everyone what Fig Balloon Co. is. Yes, in a nutshell. Let's see. Fig Balloon Co., we create custom balloon installations that are made of different size balloons, and they often cascade over you know, doorways and we like to interact with the space we say. So if there's, you know, beams, we like to wrap around them and just kind of make the space really celebratory. And we do that for corporate events, for weddings, for showers. So kind of all over from types of events. And then we also specialize in our grab-and-go services. So that's where we have balloons that could fit in an SUV and we assemble them for you and people could pick them up and kind of bring them to their celebration. So yeah, those are kind of our two, yeah, things. That's great. So what were you doing full-time before you started this company? And were you always interested in becoming an entrepreneur? Tell us about that. Yes. Okay. So before Fig Balloon, I was doing data entry, which is very different from what I do. I wasn't expecting that. Yes. (laughs) So fresh out of college, just I knew I wanted to be in the event space, but I couldn't seem to get a job. Like didn't have enough experience. There was just one thing or other. So I just, at that point I was like, well, I I need a job. So just kind of got what I could at the time, which happened to be data entry. And, you know, down the road, Figbloon became that creative outlet that I was really seeking. And I really needed after just kind of doing you know, mundane computer work. But going back to if I always knew if I wanted to be an entrepreneur or if I knew I wanted to have this business, I think there's like a lot of things I look back on growing up that I'm like, oh, okay, like those are the bits and pieces that kind of made me who I am today. And I think about my mom allowing me to have like a birthday party for my doll, my baby doll, like complete with like paper chains and signs that I made. And like, she made a birthday cake with me and like all for my doll. Um, Yeah. So like things like that, I look back, I'm like, okay, like embedded of, you know, celebrating the big and small and then kind of growing up and throughout high school and college, always wanting to be, you know, in on event planning committees and kind of anything that had to do with planning or being in the event space. I definitely was always signing up for things and just trying to find my space in that industry. So yeah, kind of when looking back, I kind of pick and choose the things. I'm like, okay, well, it, it kind of all makes sense, but I don't think I had 
an exact plan of what I'm doing today necessarily. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing data entry and then yes. how do balloons pop into your head? I know. You got to yeah. tell us, walk us through this. Yes. Okay. So was dying to do something creative. At first I thought maybe I could kind of be an event planner just on the side and plan people's like showers or things like that. And how did I get here? How did I get to balloons? I was having a Halloween party back in, this was 2018, and I saw, I was looking up decorations on Pinterest, and I saw this, like, style balloons that was different sizes and things, and I thought I wanted to try to make that. So I go to a party store, I get balloons, I have all my roommates line up and blow balloons by their mouth, make everyone feel like they're going to pass out. I duct tape them to the wall, and I have this, like thing I created didn't really have a name for it and I don't know I had this like thought I was like oh like maybe this could be my way into the event space without having to plan the event from A to Z I could just do this balloon thing that I made so shortly after that I started reaching out to companies I saw had like events coming up so one of them was actually like Antea she was opening her studio in her garage studio and I was like do you need balloons? And I had this like pitch, I would email companies. And to my surprise, they would say yes, which is just insane. And I was just like, I'll figure it out. Like I'll, I have one roll of string. I don't have like the machine to blow up the balloons, but like, I'll just try it. You just gotta fake it at the beginning, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. Did you have a website at this point? Did you have, did you have an LLC formed or were you just hustling and just slinging balloons? Yes. No formalities. <laughs> just something I really wanted to try. I, it was very exciting. It's still very exciting. But in the beginning, when people would say yes, I was like, very surprised. I was like, okay, like, I'm doing this thing. And, you know, looking back on like a lot of the things I did, I was like, Oh, gosh, like, I just would never do that today. Like, I don't know, in a way, I feel like when you're a few years into business, like you look back when you started and you're like, wow, like, I was so fearless. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I feel like the more you grow in business, sometimes like, the downfall a little bit is that you see kind of all the outcomes that could come out of some things. Whereas like when you first start, you're like, I don't know, you really can't think of any of the negatives. You're just so blissful and like what you're doing. Ignorantly bliss at the time. That's going to work out. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So yeah, no formalities, but I was just kind of reaching out to people, hoping they would say yes. Of course, there's people who didn't answer, but the people who did answer was just over the moon excited. And yeah, that's kind of how like it slowly begun was just like cold emailing and, and word of mouth after that kind of. Yeah. Wow. So it was just you at this time. You're blowing up these balloons manually. <laughs> yes. Yep. Do I eventually got like an inflator. <laughs> machine but anyone who was around me was like fair game I was like my boy boyfriend at the time now he's my husband but was yeah my like always call him like my first employee because he was just like my right hand guy like would stay up late after work to help me inflate balloons and my roommates at the time would get kind of you know grabbed in and and help me and kind of like as people started reaching out and I became more and more busy. My parents would even drive up from New York where they live and like help me do deliveries. So like my mommy and daddy would come on like (laughs) balloon deliveries. And I always, I tease myself with that just because like looking back, like, I don't know, it's like, it's just a little funny how like I started, I'm like, yeah, like sometimes I would introduce them as my mom and dad. Cause I was like, I wanted to 
look mature or like just that I wasn't bringing my mom and dad to help me. So, but then I would like slip up and be like, instead of calling my mom Marie, I would be like, mom, can you grab this? And I'm like, I like messed up my cover. (laughs) Don't worry. My mom was the first person that bought a pack of sweat fix. Okay. We launched a deal and my mom bought it. And I was like, mom, you don't need to buy it. She's like, it was a great deal. I'm like, oh my God. Our number one fans. I love it. So everybody starts there. When did it start to pick up? So you you start reaching out to people and you're getting a couple here and there or did it right off the bat did it just take off? Yeah, I think it was like a couple here or there. I was really grateful for a lot of word of mouth. So people who would attend event that I maybe did for free would be, you know, paying customers. They'd they'd have something coming up that they'd want balloons for. And I would say like yeah, kind of in the beginning, it was just, you know, slowly but surely. And then I found myself doing balloons before work, after work, during my lunch break, just wherever I could squeeze it in. And I think I always told myself like that this would just be like my side thing. I would never leave my day job to do this. I never really desire to do something about myself necessarily. Like I knew I wanted to have my own business, but I was scared of like, I guess not having like coworkers, like just like, whoa, like what am I, I'm just going to be by myself all day kind of thing. But then I don't know, like it kind of got so busy and I just, I think it was like, let's say like a Monday night, I was just thinking like, I, I just want to do balloons. Like I just want to, like, what can I, what would it look like if like, or if it's so successful while I'm still working my full-time job, what would it look like if I could give my real all to this? And so like, I didn't crunch any numbers necessarily like, oh, I'll have this amount of, you know, money for rent. If I leave my day job, I just was like, I just had a feeling I was like, I'm making more, you know, in one evening than I do at a week, in a week at my day job. I'm like, I'll figure it out. So like, let's say it was a Monday night. I just, I called my parents and I just, I felt like I needed their like approval or opinion. And they were very chill about it. They're like, yeah, like sounds good. And I was like, okay. Like I was maybe not secretly hoping for some like, oh no, like you don't have to do that. But they were really on board. So it's like, okay, it's happening. And I don't know, like by Wednesday, I had put in like my notice of leaving and yeah, kind of jumped in with two feet. (laughs) That's awesome though. And I always tell people like, what's the worst, like you had been doing this. So what's the Mm -hmm. worst that happened? Had it not worked out, you could have always went back inputting numbers and you would have found like the data input job. So I think it's great that your parents were like, why not? Yes. Not all parents are. My dad was like, what are you're giving away your accounting degree to do a rowing studio? Like yes. not, not all parents are super excited at the beginning. So. I know. And yeah, they, they always had their own businesses. So like, I feel like going back to like, you know, knowing what I want to do, like, I feel like that's another piece of me that I'm like, I was just surrounded by that kind of energy and the like, we'll hustle, we'll figure it out kind of thing as we go. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised they were supportive. But yeah, it was really nice to have that kind of just like reassurance, like what I was thinking that like, just reassurance from them that Mm -hmm. I could do it and I'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I went through too, because I started fixed as a side hustle. And I remember that day I gave my two week notice. It's like, okay, now the pressure's on. (laughs) Now we have to make this happen. (laughs) Now it's game time. So what did it look like when that that first day you didn't have your full-time job anymore? Like what were the logistics of your day? Like how did you kind of get into it and really go full force with Big Balloon? Yes. Yeah. And it's definitely evolved over the years since I became, I 
have two employees now, but kind of back when I first left my job, I would say I felt a lot of relief that I could kind of, yeah, just give a hundred percent catch up on things I've been wanting to try or to people I wanted to reach out to. So a lot of the business is actually, it's a lot of communicating with clients. So a lot of my time was spent like doing email, which is like kind of funny because I feel like it's not the first thing you think of when you mm-hmm. say you do balloon installations, but it's a lot of communicating, a lot of logistics of planning, timing and inventory and things like that. So I was kind of doing that day in and day out. And I'd wake up at like 5am and do emails for a few hours. And then by 9am when my roommates were up and going to work, like I was going out to a delivery and then, you know, I was working all hours of the day and out of my house. So I, you know, had containers of balloons in my bedroom and I had a Honda Accord at the time. I, w- I knew exactly how many balloons could fit in that Honda Accord. And I was just making it work. I mean, I feel like my roommates didn't 100% understand like what her- their crazy roommate was doing. I feel like some of my family members didn't get it, but I was loving it. And I was just kind of, yeah, doing it day in and day out, just hustling, really. Um, so yeah, what does so like, the, the logistics of a balloon company look like? Especially when you first started. I bet your processes now, you have it down to like a science. Exactly. But back then, like how do you know transportation and like buying balloons? There's like everything that goes with like putting together these big arches and stuff like that. We were like, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you get them from point A yeah, to point like, B? Like how do you know what to order? The colors? We you? have so many questions. Yeah. Yes. No, I love it. In the beginning, it was a lot of faking it till I made it. If I'm being honest, like people would reach out and send a photo of something they were envisioning or something like that. And I would just be like, Yeah, I could do that and like be very confident, but in the back, you know, like after making the sale, I'd be like, okay, like, how am I going to do this? And yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. As far as, as like transporting, again, I was like in my Honda Accord, would come arrive to the site like a clown car, just balloons shoved in there, and then I would inflate the rest on site. So looking back on that time, it's definitely stressful because yeah, I was by myself and I was just blissfully like, like I could do it. Like, I don't know. There wasn't like a fear in me, which is like great to look back on, but I just, yeah, I would be in the corner of like a venue and on my hands and knees, like inflating balloons. And I would like, the clients would be super happy at the end, but it's just like very interesting time to look back on. And yeah, there really wasn't a lot out there at the time on the style balloons I do, which is like organic decor, modern style. Balloon decorating has been around for I mean, like hundreds of years, but it's kind of the style that I do that is, wasn't really as popular at the time when I started. So there really wasn't like a lot of out, like educational outlets at the time online, whereas now there, there is a lot of education out there, which is awesome. But yeah, it was just a lot of trial and error. I was ordering like, you know, balloons wholesale and obviously I learned now I've learned now there's like more of a science to like inventory, like not over ordering or under ordering or not having every single color, choosing certain colors that you really want to hone in on all things that I think just came with time. But yeah. Nice. And was all of your marketing in the beginning organic? So I know you said word of mouth and you were cold calling, emailing clients. Did you do any other type of marketing in the beginning? And 
not too traditionally, I would, or like traditional marketing, like ads, but yes, it was a lot of word of mouth. And then Instagram, I posted on there as much as I could and kind of just try to put myself out there, reaching out to other small businesses on Instagram or even following and supporting them. I feel like you know, maybe they didn't need balloons right then and there, but they would think of me if a client of theirs needed balloons or if they had an anniversary come up or things like that, just kind of being in their corner for the future. Awesome. And your Instagram now is awesome. You have, I think, what, over 11,000 followers at this point. Yeah. So Instagramable. So if you don't know what she's talking about, what these balloon arches, go check out their Instagram. It's just awesome. Then you'll just scroll and go down like a rabbit hole. All the <laughs> things that you guys can actually do. It's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. At the beginning, because it was just balloons. A lot yes. of times we'll ask people about like, did they get an investment? Did they have a partner? I'm assuming at the beginning you didn't have an investment or a partner. Did you ever end up saying, I need funding. I want to take this. Or has that been bootstrapped the whole time? Yes. It's been bootstrapped the whole time, which I think... Things moved so fastly that I just didn't even notice like how, I guess, amazing that is. Like I was like, wow, like that's, I've gotten so far without, yeah, like needing to get investment or take out like loans or things like that. So as fast as it's moved, I feel like I have, I guess, been cautious of like spending money. Like I feel like I, instead of jumping to buying a van, like I was still working out of my apartment and I bought an SUV and like, so like kind of slowly, but surely doing these like investments, but it kind of matched where I was like in the business. It's amazing that you didn't need any investors, you need any partners. And now your growth, you're just self-funding it essentially. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. you're just taking your profits and you're just growing off it from there and you haven't taken any outside loans or outside investment which that's a huge accomplishment especially at the level that you're at so just to put things in perspective for people at the beginning you were doing like one or two a week at Mm -hmm. you said like 250 a pop Mm -hmm. now you're doing over 12 a week and Mm -hmm. it's like a thousand a pop and this is a week and this is only a portion of your business so if you guys at home want to do the math She is crushing it. She is a boss. And the fact that she's got to this scale without any outside investment doesn't happen very often. Thank you. So that's that's amazing. Thank you. Before we get to the part where you started really treating it like a real business, Mm -hmm. and you probably formed your LLC, I hope. Yes. You didn't yet. Go form your LLC. (laughs) Um, We're a lot more legit now. (laughs) um, But then you said, and like I felt the same way. You're ignorant at the beginning. You're just bliss. You're just going through. Mm -hmm. What were some things at the beginning that if you could have gone back and changed or mistakes that you made that you'd want to help other people that are starting their business? Maybe it's their side hustle. Like what Mm -hmm. would they go back and redo now? Yeah, that's an awesome question. I would say to someone who's starting their business or to my past self, I would just reassure them that it's going to be okay because there's times where you feel or I felt like, what did I get myself into? Like as blissful as I was, there was times where I was like, yeah, what have I gotten myself into? Am I going to be able to get through this? And like, I feel like I really relied on the people around me who were supporting me from day one to just to ask them to tell you like it's gonna be okay like if you have something specific you need to hear I would say ask your loved one to tell you because sometimes you just need to hear it and you need to tell yourself but so I would encourage you know my past self or someone who's starting just to 
tell themselves it's going to be okay. Yeah, I was thinking like whenever I look back, like what were the things that I would have, like the key mistakes that you're like, why did I do that? There's, yes. I have a whole laundry list. So Yes, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say setting expectations with your clients. I feel like things we're proud of doing in our business is setting expectations with our clients. And I think that's something that sometimes comes with growth or trial and error or learning the lesson the hard way where maybe there's a miscommunication or they thought they were getting X, Y, and Z and you come with A, B, and C. So I think kind of, I would tell like someone who's starting or just my past self that just to clearly communicate with your clients, over communicate or over explain because yeah, it really can't hurt. And it would just make, it makes everything go a lot smoother. Yeah, I love that. And that's something that we're always refining our processes and our businesses too. And like, how can we make this better with every single client that's coming through the door? How can we communicate a little bit more effectively? Yes. So with being so successful from the very beginning, what were you, what would you say are some of the keys to that success, like from day one? Yes, I would say kind of relationships with clients. I feel like always going above and beyond was always really important to me, whether that meant something as simple as getting there a few minutes early, you know, being considerate of their time, being that calm when they're in their event space and they have a whole bunch of vendors and, you know, they want to get dressed and they want to set up the cake and just kind of being that calm for them, being that excitement for them at their event that, you know, your balloons are all set, your event looks beautiful, you're going to have such an amazing time. All those little things I feel like really make a difference. So I always feel like I try to do that. And then, yeah, really caring for our repeat clients and just showing our appreciation for them. I feel like I've been blessed to have clients where I've done their baby shower and now I'm doing their child's like fourth birthday. And like, that just like gives me the chills. I'm like, I don't know. I just would have never imagined that it would kind of go this far, but I feel like that's just something really like special and near and dear. I hold to my heart of just kind of showing appreciation to those repeat clients and always just going above and beyond for them. That's huge. Cause you're in a service industry, right? You're serving yes. people. So that is, that's how you grow. That's how a lot of the time, well, not a lot of the time, but most of the time your clients are just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Same with like our business. It's somebody having a great experience and they come back to you. Yes. So it's no doubt while you're growing so quickly. When did you get to the point where you were like, I need a storefront. I need a location that's actually mine and I want to get out of my apartment or my house. Yes, definitely a pivotal moment. Yes, I was renting a little home in Beverly and it was four bedrooms. And then it kind of, there was two other roommates other than myself. So there's three of us living there. And then eventually there was just my a roommate and myself. And I was renting three of the four bedrooms because my business was just taking over my space. And it's funny, like, I don't know. I feel like at that point you would think like that was the obvious answer, like get a space. But I was just so like head down, busy doing jobs and juggling it all by myself that I just was like, oh, well, it's a little crazy. I have like balloons in my bedroom and I wake up to balloons, go to bed to balloons, live balloons. But I was like, oh, but like it, I was just so busy. I didn't really like think how crazy it was. But I think the pivotal time was my two my two employees are actually my two siblings. So they were seeking kind of, it was like still COVID times a bit, like 2021. And they were just kind of seeking a change in their career. So ha just so happened both at a similar time and 
a time where I was just completely drowning and they came on board and they would come to my house every day for work. My roommate was a teacher. She would go out to work and like, you know, they would come in, we would take over the living room, the kitchen with our computers, inflating balloons, just take over the space. And, you know, they would help themselves to lunch out of my cupboards and just, I was making them tuna sandwiches, like just like bizarre. And I'm like, you can only do this with like your siblings, I feel like. (laughs) But, and then, you know, three o'clock would come and like my roommate would be coming home from work and I'd be like, okay, we would like clean up all of our stuff and like try to, you know, get our, all of our things together as if nothing had happened during the day. And we were kind of just getting to that point where it was like, we were busting at the seams. So they had joined on my siblings, I guess like May or June of 2019. And then July 1st, we moved into our studio space. So it was pretty soon after we didn't last very long, all three of us. But yeah, and I think they gave me like the courage, like that, like last bit of courage I needed, like, come on, like you see, like we're filling up this space with balloons. There's three of us, like you could do it. Like, it's going to be okay. Like to have like that extra space and, you know, that extra bill or logistics, like they kind of gave me that extra little bit of encouragement that I needed to, to make that leap. It's scary though. Cause especially were you at this point heavily involved in your financials? Were you looking at the numbers or were you still no yes i was like we're in the green like oh, my man. bills are paid yes which is yes i would say the legitimate stuff kind of is coming slowly but surely because mm-hmm. i just was just so head down in it but yeah no i was just like yeah i know you said Aerial? you were a spreadsheet girl knows that my skin is like i was gonna right say I, I i listened and i was like <laughs> oh no but But yeah, I was just kind of blissfully like, okay, well, we're in the green. Money's coming in. Like, I'll figure it out. But I know that's some people's nightmare for sure. For me, I'm like, oh my goodness. But hey, it worked out. You knew you were doing, I mean, you knew you were doing well. Even if you weren't to the dollar and you didn't know, Mm -hmm. like, your per balloon, what you were probably making, which I probably would have made you do at the time. Yeah. Um, You knew you were doing well enough that you hired. I was going to say, how did you pick? your employees but you didn't really have a choice it was your family yes yeah and then like I think I also it's funny like as a business owner even just I don't know someone on their life journey things that you would say that you would never do or like oh I won't do this until I have this like life has its own plans and I I think I always said like you know I, I would I don't want to have employees or things like that but then both of my siblings like wanted like career change around the same time I was drowning and I was like well if you need like an in-between thing like I have plenty of things you know for people to do and they both jumped in with two feet which was really awesome and into an environment that was very like you know unlike any other hiring environment where like there's probably someone who is like an onboarding person and HR and like a lot of paperwork where I was just like, yeah, come to my house. Like I'll feed you a tuna sandwich. And like, (laughs) I can't tell you what hours you're working today, but if you can come early and stay late, that would be great. (laughs) Like, and they were very gracious at the beginning, just kind of hopping in. We're just going to take a brief pause from this episode to tell you all about our free business starter checklist. This is the checklist that we wish we had before opening our first businesses. It includes every step you'll need to take your business off of the ground. If you're someone who's looking to launch your first business, head to businessmusclepodcast.com and snag your free checklist. Now let's get back to the episode. 
You must have a great relationship with your siblings too. And they were so willing to jump on board. Yes. Very blessed that we somehow we were able to work all day together, attend family functions, sometimes hang out in the same friend group. I don't know how we do it, but we're just, yeah, we're friends too. So it's really awesome. I just have one question before we move on. Cause you've said that a couple of times you said you were drowning and I feel like a lot of yes. people, your Instagram, and it looks like you're having a lot of fun. They see our Instagram. We're having, we're working out, we're eating, drinking yes. smoothies. What does that actually look like for somebody that's like, what does she mean? She's drowning. She gets to be her own boss. Yes. What does that look like? Yeah. It's funny. I, on the way here, I listened to a voice memo that I recorded June 10th, 2019. So it was 22. And it was the first time I listened to it. I just, I couldn't bear to listen to my own voice, to be honest. But I, on the way here, I was feeling all types of inspired. I was like, let me see what I was talking about then. So I listened to it. And it was funny, funnily enough, I think around the time where the heaviness, I guess, of like owning your own business, maybe set in some of that bliss maybe has leaked out a little bit. And I was talking to myself on this voice memo saying, this is before I left my job, I said, like, if I leave my job, does that mean I'm committing to doing balloons for the rest of my life? Like, you know, looking back, like, it's kind of like a funny question, but these were like real worries I or like things I was like processing at the time. I was thinking, I'm 22. Like, is this, is this what do I, does this mean I'm choosing this for the rest of my life? Do I enjoy the, I don't want to use the word mundane, but the comfort of my day job, getting a check at the end of the week, checking in, checking out, leaving whatever at my desk and just having a whole different life outside of work. So these big questions that I was kind of working through at the time while working my full-time job and doing Fig Balloon. And I think there was definitely times before my siblings came on board where I, yeah, I, I felt that word of drowning, like asking myself, what did I get myself into? How am I going to make it through the next day? And I think what I would tell someone who might be feeling that way in their business is, to not be afraid to ask for help, to not be afraid to set boundaries, which is obviously a lot easier said than done. But if you're kind of getting to that point where you maybe feel like, yeah, just maybe overworked, like you need rest, like you're going crazy, is that, yeah, you probably just listen to your body and to maybe give yourself some rest, cut yourself some slack. And that will allow you to feel like renewed in what you do and not maybe feel so like negative toward it. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be really isolating at times to be a business owner. Like you were talking about earlier before you had coworkers and people to hang out with at work. And then that kind of changes, especially once it's just you and then transitioning to being your sibling's boss too. So how did you feel like you stepped into that new role? Like, I feel like you were so successful. There was definitely some time where things were challenging. So what was that like in kind of embracing the new business owner personality? Yeah, it's funny. When I when my siblings came on board, I feel like I didn't think of the fact that like I would become their boss or like some kind of manager role. I just was again just kind of in that space of it's so crazy busy. I'm so happy I have help now and just kind of head down hustling, but I think some of those like personality traits have come out over time of, you know, asking them what they need 
how they're liking it. What can I do to like make this relationship last as long as it can? Like, I would love to have them as long as Fig Bloom Co. is around. I would love to have them. Not sure, you know, they, no one could obviously commit to that. Like, I don't expect them to like, you know, sign their life away to me, although I would love that. But, you know, life takes people in different paths. So anyway, I tried to make it, I would love to make it last and be great as long as it could. So I'm always like, you know, trying to make sure they have what they need and continue to have like better work-life balance. And we're kind of going through that together. Like I, it's not something I had before they came on. So, you know, we're kind of all learning together, like how to have that. They, sometimes they tell me like, you know, that last minute X, Y, and Z, like if it's going to take you away from the family picnic you want to go to or the fundraiser you want to attend, like maybe it's okay you say no to that last minute thing. Like if you are going to go do something for yourself. So it's something we're learning kind of together. And I think that's a very, probably a very unique scenario to have. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when in the beginning, you're so used to saying yes to everything. Yes. It's hard to then transition to having more boundaries and saying yes to the things that you can and, you know, knowing what your limits are to and what your capacity is. For sure. Yes. Definitely an ongoing lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have one burning question that I've been thinking about. How did yes. you come up with the name Fig Balloon Co? Yes. Fig or F-I-G is the first three letters of my last name. How did we get there? Our first name was like Fig Event Co. Because I was scared of committing to the word balloon. Like I was like, well, I might want to do some event planning. I might want to want to go in different directions in the industry. But that name didn't really stick. I felt like balloon just kind of put us out there as what it was. And I'm not sure how I decided on fig like the first three letters of the last name but once like fig balloon co got put together like I just I kind of had that feeling I was like oh that's it like I love it granted sometimes people are like big balloon co like what did you say but so we had to really emphasize emphasize the f (laughs) but (laughs) we get a kick out of it though awesome so I'm gonna this might not be your favorite topic because it goes in like the excel all right i'm ready but many entrepreneurs especially female entrepreneurs they struggle with actually valuing their services and Mm -hmm. getting their business model right a lot of people go into business and then i've sat with them and their pricing it just doesn't they'd have to see so many people that you actually break even or make Mm -hmm. money so is this something you actually sat down and thought about is this something that's changed over the years for you your pricing like how did you actually sit down get your pricing right and Say, I'm going to actually value it at what I'm worth. Yes, it's definitely an ongoing project, I guess you could say, in the Fig Bloom Co. world. In the beginning, when it was just me, I had my full-time job running out of my home. The sales I was making were like great side money, right? I was like, okay, well, you know, $250 for an hour and a half of my time, like great, like amazing. As time went on and responsibilities or yeah, other people relying on me, obviously, yeah, things have to change. And I think, yeah, my siblings were really great at kind of walking me through that of also pricing for like our experience, right? We've been doing this for X amount of like five years now. And so we've had, what, how do you say, like worked out a lot of the kinks. We have a lot of processes in place for 
your event to go smoothly when you're working with us. So kind of working all those things into price that are, I guess, not, not necessarily tangible is something we've been yeah, kind of doing over the years, especially with becoming more like legitimate of becoming an LLC, um, having a bookkeeper, having an accountant, the rented space, insurance, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. You have to keep all those things in mind when kind of, yeah, doing pricing. So yeah. And like you're saving people hours and hours of time for what you're doing. So maybe it only takes you an hour now to put it together. I have no mm-hmm. idea. You can tell us off, off how long <laughs> it takes to put together one or yeah. How long does it take to get to put together like a small one? It's probably quick for you. Yes. It's pretty quick. Mariah, my sister is our like inflator guru, probably for a six foot garland. Like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Like she's really wow. fast, but that comes with a lot of practice. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah. we tried to do one in this living room and it was a six foot one probably. Yeah. It took us hours. It didn't yeah. even work. We ended up just yeah. throwing the balloons on the ground and let the kids play with it. Yes. So like it might take you guys that. So, it, But if you're saving, especially these huge companies, like mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours of time yes. blowing up balloons and just so it's like a huge value, especially for these companies that want to look nice and they don't want to have to think about it right they know that you've had thousands of reviews that you're going to show up and do a good job it's like a no-brainer for them yes yeah we like to like we run like a well-oiled machine and we just try to like yeah reassure people that when you go with us like yeah just you're gonna your vision that you have is going to come to life your your the people who attend your event are going to love it they're going to want to know who you worked with and we'll kind of be in and out and you'll get to enjoy your event. Yeah. We've, t- I've tried to make one before too. And yes. It was before my friend's shower. We're like, okay, we're going to get there three oh. hours early. And we're like ripping our hair out. It doesn't stay up. It's falling down. Yes. So yes. You when can people see pick the value. From us, they, give, they give us a lot of their horror stories. They're like, I'll never make one of these myself again. I'm like, I'm sorry. Never again. <laughs> Only yeah. coming to you. So what was your, did you have like an, aha moment when you knew that fig balloon co had made it Ooh, like some people it's like their first and they hit six figures okay. other people like are hitting seven figures and they still don't think they've made it yeah so i feel like yeah everyone we love to hear like what was that moment where you're like this is it yes i feel like i'm sure there was like tiny moments here and there i think even in the earlier years when i was doing it on my own you know, there was maybe certain clients or a certain amount of jobs I would have during, during the week. And I would feel like, Ooh, like I'm doing this and like kind of that like achievement. But yeah, I think it's really been sprinkled throughout that I felt really, really proud of, or kind of like out of body experiences. I'm like, Whoa, like this is my work. Like I've created this. Like I've just had like kind of out of body experiences like that. But I think we get like definitely, definitely milestones, like moving into the studio space or having like my brother and sister, you know, work with me full time, really proud of that. Or even, you know, working with places like TD Garden or Fenway or Duncan, like all these really cool companies that, you know, I like to tell a story. Like I reached out to TD Garden. I forgot what year, maybe like 2019. It was whenever like the Jonas Brothers CD came out or album and they had like balloons on their album cover and they were doing a concert at TD. And I was like, oh, well, they had balloons on their album cover. Like they need balloons at this TD Garden concert. So I like DM'd them just again, like so blissfully, like just so like 
just putting myself out there. They didn't respond at the time, but they reached out a few years later. We've worked with them a handful of times since then. And it's kind of like a really fun, I don't know, thing to look back on because, you know, maybe it was like a no then those few years ago or, but I really didn't, but that no like brought a lot of different yeses or brought a yes at the right time where I had employees, I had a van, I I was more equipped to do that kind of scale of a job. Whereas maybe at the time when I cold emailed or DM'd, like I wasn't a hundred percent really ready for the opportunity. So I feel like moments like that, I look back on, I'm like, Oh, like, I don't know, just special for sure. What was your favorite client so far? Was there anyone that like actually asked so far that you were like, Oh my God, I can't believe I got to do it for them. Anybody that sticks out other than Mason's first birthday. Yes. Yes. I mean, I really was going to say like we have, it's so many across the board, like, you know, from like big companies, which is like super awesome and really cool. And like, I feel like Duncan has been a really fun recent one where I feel like it's just so new England. It's so like Massachusetts to be doing like working with Duncan. So we've been really loving that, but I would also say like, again, going back to like our repeat clients, it's really like so special to, you know, have clients that like you see me once or twice a year for this repeat event that they have a repeat celebration. And, you know, you know, like the names of their kids and their, their mom's name. And they're like, you know, like just almost like family friends. And I think that's something, yeah, kind of really special that we, that we get to, to experience. That's amazing. So what is your like day to day look like now compared to when you first started now that you have a team and your role has shifted a little bit? What's your day to day look like? And how's that different? Yeah, it's different in the sense that I get to, I think we all get to hone in a little bit more on things that we're good at, things that we find passion in. And you know, we get to give the tasks we don't find passion to to someone else who really wants to do that. So that's been really nice. Like I said, my sister is like the inflate uh, balloon inflator guru. So she handles all of our inflating and prepping of balloons. She helps manage inventory, and she is kind of the person who will be your go-to person when you pick up something from the studio answers the phone, which is really nice. Cause I get really nervous about answering the phone. <laughs> so that's what Mariah does. My brother and I, we split a lot of tasks, but he definitely has a lot of strengths and he manages our website. He's like very tech savvy. So like he's always like building something out on our website or working out kinks or things like that. He works with our accountant and our bookkeeper communicating with them. I mean, we all wear a lot of hats to be honest. So if they're listening, I know you guys go above and beyond on everything, but I'm just trying to rattle off some tasks here. But yeah, we all wear a lot of hats. And yeah, kind of for the difference for me is like, yeah, I guess that I don't have to do every little thing now, which is really nice. We could, you know, share the tasks. But my day-to-day is a lot of communicating with clients. I'm the one mostly who still does the proposals. So for like clients who get custom installations, I'm dreaming those up and putting together their kind of like proposal, we call it, but it's like a kind of like a pitch deck of designs. So I do that. And then a little bit of everything else, like ordering inventory, talking to tax people, I don't know, paying taxes, like a little bit of everything. And then like the other thing I champion is like the social media, which like 
I think if I have to let go of that one day, it'll be really sad. But yeah, because it's something I really enjoy still. Yeah. I was wondering, how is the creative process? And you said you're the one that designs it. Do you have like a program that you're doing it on the computer? Are you hand doing these designs? How does that work? Yes. We use Canva, which is really awesome. It's like, have you guys? Oh my God. Yeah, we love, love Canva. It's a small business thing, right? Yep. Yeah. It's really user friendly, which is awesome. And it kind of plays into the setting expectations for our clients thing or yeah, that, yeah, we do digital designs using Canva and it kind of shows them, yeah, like what it's going to look like and size reference. And we also put together different color palettes for them to review. And then we always have like a page of like themed things that go with their event that could kind of enhance the installation. But yeah, we use Canva. We love Canva. We yeah. literally last episode was how much we love Canva. Yeah, yeah. that's our They'll go-to. be your next sponsor. Canva, Canva, if you're listening. That would be amazing. (laughs) Yes. Please. So you're crushing it at Fig. So what's next? Are you thinking a second location? Are you thinking more employees? Are you thinking, I mean, it's there's endless possibilities. Where is your head at right now since you're five years in? You have a location. You have employees. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting time. We're all married now, my siblings and I. So it's like a time of maybe people growing families or just kind of figuring out the next few years look like. I think something we've been focusing on and kind of trying to specialize in is like our grab and go service. So making ordering balloons that are custom to your event really easy. So it's kind of an area of innovation that if you're not in the balloon world, I guess maybe sounds like obvious, but it's really not something that's out there where you can go online, pick your own colors, the design you want, and then come in and pick it, pick it up assembled. So that's kind of something we've been focusing on growing and just making super easy for our our customers. So I think that's kind of something over the next few years that we're going to continue to put our time in, time into, and kind of see where that takes us. So when somebody orders online, what is the turnaround time? Right now it's three days, but that's something kind of like on our to-do of like seeing if we could make that like smaller. I mean, of course, if someone calls and wants something like and we're there, we could usually get it done. But for online, yeah, it's like a three-day That's turnaround. still pretty good though, especially if you think about an event or something that you need. Yeah. You would hope that they would have a plan three days before. I know. Yeah. So. And it's still like custom to your event. Like, yeah. And your colors, like it's kind of, it's everything's made to order. Right. So yeah. Within the three days you can get something. Yeah. Specific, specifically like made for your event. Yeah. I love it. Cause I feel like you're paving your own path. You're making your own lane. You've basically yeah. made your own category yeah. and it's already 25% of your revenue right now. Right. And I feel like you're only scratching the surface because a lot of people probably don't even know you do that. Exactly. Yeah. And we play around with ideas of like having like an additional pickup location that's maybe central to more central to Boston or yeah, just like things like that, just how we could make it more and more accessible. And yeah, just really easy for people to have really festive balloons at their celebration. Do you want Fig Balloon to be everywhere? Do you want there to be numerous locations? As Was that always the plan? Do you want it to be like a family business and stay in Beverly, maybe like a pop-up near Boston? Yeah. I guess what's going on in my head is I want to say that having multiple locations sounds really, really scary. <laughs> You've come to the right and, place. And <laughs> I know I'm talking to people who, yeah, have multiple locations and even, yeah, on your on past like interviews you've done, just people who have, yeah, like 
multiple locations and franchising and things like that. So my brain wants to say that sounds really scary, but another part of my brain wants to say like, never say never. Like I never thought I would have like my siblings be my employees full time. I never thought I would have a van and a studio space and do this full time. So I'm like, you never know. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be more figures in the future. I think if you sat down and you looked at the numbers, you'd be like, oh crap, this actually could yes. scale. And you might already be doing that, yeah. but that's just the way my brain works. I'm like, how do we scale this? How do we replicate yeah. this? I'm going to have to call you later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk after this. But some spreadsheets. You have such a good brand and such a good niche and like you're just the best at what you do. Oh, thank you're you. You're not like a, a master of like a bunch of different things. You're like, you crush your one thing you do and that's thank like you. so key when you're scaling and when you're building that brand is that you're the best at it. This is when you think about balloons in our area, everybody thinks about you. And I feel like it is so scalable. Thank you. I appreciate so it. So if you want to scale it, I think we should make it happen. <laughs> yes, I love it. I'll come back another time. We can yeah. talk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you continue to grow, how do you balance work and life? I know you mentioned that is something yes. that you're focusing more on. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you're doing now to avoid burnout and your siblings from burning out like what's that look like yes definitely an ongoing task or like thing to conquer I would say is work-life balance I feel a lot of that I've gotten a lot better now that I have help now that my business is not in my house like I could go home of course as a business owner you know your brain it's hard to shut off your brain of you know, if you're not necessarily doing a physical task, but you could be thinking of all the things that you're going to do tomorrow, what you want to go back and change and who you want to call and things like that. So a little bit hard to turn off your brain, but the separation of not having all the supplies and things in my house has been really super helpful. And I've definitely felt that separation, which has been really nice. Ways that I've had bounds is... Yeah, I guess creating like kind of those boundaries of when we communicate with clients. So we are not emailing like in the middle of the night when I wake up, I'm not like emailing clients. I'm not checking my email as hard as that could be, you know, because sometimes you're like, well, let me just respond to them really quick or this or that. It's really kind of having like discipline with yourself of like, that could wait to the morning or that could wait till Monday. And yeah, that's something that has been an ongoing lesson for me, but it's something I try. We've been getting better and better at just kind of had it, having those communication boundaries and, you know, auto response is a really awesome thing. You can let them know we received your message. Like we're going to get back to you whenever you choose, or, you know, tell them the expectation kind of loops in the setting the expectations thing. So yeah, that's something that I think has really helped too, because in the beginning when I was by myself, yeah, I didn't really have many boundaries, which is okay. Like, I mean, you're, I was just starting, I was just really excited and, you know, just trying to get myself out there. So I was doing all these crazy hours and things, but just as you grow, like it's really not sustainable, obviously. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's super important and good for people to hear too that you don't have it all figured out yet. Yeah. And you can still grow and be successful and exactly keep learning as you go. Yep. So we love to end all of our interviews with our fast five. Okay. So just five quick questions that we'd love so to hear excited. from you. Yeah. So what's one non negotiable thing that you do every single day? Ooh, this is a great one. Non negotiable. 
oh, it's so cliche, but I really do need my iced coffee. I don't know. Is that <laughs> that's a great I'm answer? Like, what are your? Is that? Do you guys have better answers? <laughs> What's the best or the worst piece of business advice you've ever received? Ooh, okay. Best or worst? Hmm. Yeah, I think I would say best is that you could learn something from kind of each step of the way, whether you're in your business or not. So like, I feel like for my data entry job, like I remember someone saying like, you know, it might not be your dream job, but you could take things from this job and apply it to, you know, your next venture, your next job. So I feel like I always kind of remember that or like would tell somebody that, you know, maybe who just got their first job or something like that, that like, it may not be like your forever or your dream job, but you could remember that you could take kind of little lessons or things you've learned from this job to your next kind of venture. Yeah. Maybe it's just a stepping stone. Exactly. What's one bucket list place you'd like to visit? Ooh, I've been really wanting to go to Hawaii. I have not traveled outside the country before, and I know Hawaii is part of the country, but like <laughs> I haven't done much traveling. So I guess all that to say is that Hawaii seems really fun to me. Nice. What are three characteristics that you think every business owner should have? Oh, these are really awesome questions. I would say I think being a problem solver is really important. It probably comes natural to a lot of people who are having their own businesses because, yeah, each day throws something different at you. And, yeah, it's a lot of problem solving, a lot of pivoting kind of as you go. I think I would say, I guess, like fearless. I mean, I feel like you kind of have unknowingly maybe are fearless when you start your business. You're jumping with two feet, maybe not knowing the each step along the way, but you're just following a dream or a, a something you get vision you might have. So I feel like fearless and I feel like a good communicator, whether that be communicating with your clients or your employees, I feel like it's just so vital when you have your own business and, and yeah. Awesome. And if you could go back to little Katie, right before you opened Fig Balloon, still working up your other job, what's one piece of advice you would give to her? What would you go back and say? Ooh, I love this. I would go back and say that, yeah, it's okay that maybe not everyone gets your vision. Not everyone's going to understand what you do day in, day out. Because I think as a business owner, it's really hard to express like all the things you're thinking, all the things you're working on. So yeah, just kind of don't let people, I guess, belittle like your dreams or your vision because yeah, if you believe in it and you kind of have the the fearlessness to like take step by step, then that's kind of all you need. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much. I think people are going to get so much out of this. You're just so personable and people are going to love you thank and you so Fig much Balloon is crushing me. it. So tell everyone where they can find you and where they can find Fig Balloon. Yes. Yeah. We're at figballoonco.com. Fig Balloon Co. on Instagram. And yeah, we're super active, do a lot of behind the scenes on Instagram and kind of showcase what we're doing day to day. So yeah, give us a follow. Awesome. And you guys know where you can find us. We are businessmusclepodcast.com and at businessmusclepodcast on Instagram. I'm Dr. Ariel.dpt on Instagram. And I'm Elise Kyra on Instagram. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. You just finished another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. If you found value in this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Your reviews mean the world to us and help us reach other listeners who can make a big impact in the business world. 
Don't forget to join our Business Muscle Podcast Facebook group where you can ask questions and chat with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll bring you more expert advice and practical strategies to help you thrive. Thank you for being a part of the Business Muscle community and we'll catch you in the next episode.